0: Hello and welcome to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle, and today we're going to talk about a kind of a combination of New Year's resolutions, planning your year, and manifesting. Because in a way, they're all the same thing, and in a way, they're all different. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that while I don't love the concept of New Year's resolutions, and I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute, I really, 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 really understand the power of intentionality. Being intentional is truly what it's all about. And whether you just want to survive, whether you're in that phase of life, that stage of the journey where you're like, I just need to get through until this evening. I just need to get through until tomorrow. I just need to make it through till next week. Forget all the big manifesting of all these dreams. That's like 10 bridges too far or whether you're kind of on the other side of betrayal and you're like, you know what? Yeah. I really am starting to feel like myself again, and I'm really feeling good about creating something. Whether you're at either of those points, the content today is going to be incredibly useful to you. Not only now in what you're creating now, but also for the future and for all of the things that you are going to be creating in the future. Because here's the thing, Life is a cycle of always creating more. And I think that's the first really important thing to talk about. Life is always about creating more. So often we think, once I get this, then I will have arrived. Like once I find the relationship of my dreams, that's it. I've got it. And then my whole life is perfect. Once I have a baby, once I get a house, once I find a job, once I get the dream car, once I lose 20 pounds, once I get through this crisis with my aging parents, once I figure out how to live life on the other side of um, infidelity, once the divorce is final, like there's that always that one thing that's right in front of us that we always say, once this happens, then, then I'll be happy. And what I want you to think about is how many times over the course of your life have you thought that? Once I get the degree, once I get the man, once I get the kid, once I get the house, once I lose the 10 pounds. How many times have you thought, I just want a relationship. I just want that ring on my finger or whatever it is. And then my question to you is. How long did that happiness last? How long did that happiness last? Because for most of us, we get that thing and we're happy for a while. And then the shine wears off the relationship. We realize it's not about our physical body and our weight. It's about so much more inside. We've got some deep trauma healing to do. It's not about getting the job and getting the paycheck and having that. Now we have to live the lifestyle where, we're, where we are working that job and where we're committed to performing at a certain level. Now that we've got the house, we have the maintenance on the house and the taxes on the house and to clean this big house. It's not that the things that we want don't make us happy. They do. But then we want something more. And that's normal. That's not a problem. It's not a problem to want something more. Enjoy the relationship or the ring or the house or the kid or the job or the sexy body, whatever it is, enjoy it. But realize, please realize, happiness is fleeting and temporary and momentary. And it's supposed to be that way because there's always more out there. I mean, truly, if your goal was to graduate from college, have a great place to live on your own and get a job, and then that was it, and you never wanted anything further beyond that, how boring would the next 50, 60, 70 years of your life be? We don't just achieve our dreams and stop. We achieve our dreams. We should celebrate. And even though I don't want to put anything on you that you should or shouldn't do, you should celebrate. When you achieve your dreams, you really, 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 really should because it's fun and because life is about having fun and mark that celebration and enjoy it, but also enjoy it with the realization that this isn't going to be it, that there's going to be something else you want. If you think about Matthew um, Matthew Perry recently passed away and I actually read his biography, and it was really, really good. I definitely recommend it if you want an understanding of addiction. And I know that a lot of us have partners with some sort of addiction issue, whether it's a sex addiction or alcohol or whatever it is. There's many of us here who are dealing with this, and this book really helps shed light on what it's like for the person who has the addiction to live in that body and to live in that brain. So going back to Matthew Perry, he had an amazing role in friends. He also had some incredible roles in movies and different sitcoms. And that's what I want you to think about is an actor. The trajectory of an actor's career. Sometimes they have hit series like Friends. I can't even remember the name of this other series he was in, but it didn't go well. And then the season, it it just it was canceled. I don't know how many episodes or whatever. He had some amazing movies. He enjoyed Seventeen Again. A lot of the critics didn't like that. But a lot of the people who watched that movie loved it. There was another couple of movies that he was in with Bruce Willis. The first one in that series did incredibly well and everybody loved it. So they went back for a reboot and the second movie just didn't really do it. I want you to think about when actors have movies and sitcoms and all these things. Some of them are really, really great and some of them are not so great. And the actor is the same actor. They have the same set of skills. They're still doing things well. It's just that sometimes they fall flat and sometimes there's magic. And sometimes that's something that you can create and sometimes that's something that it's just circumstantial and you can't create it no matter how good you are. And I want you to think about that when you are moving through your life, when you are failing at relationships, jobs, being a parent, whatever you feel like you're failing at sure sometimes it's you and sometimes it's just the circumstances and it's not really anybody's fault whose fault was it that the first matthew perry bruce willis movie went big and the second one didn't it's nobody's fault it's just that sometimes the magic happens and it works and sometimes it doesn't friends hit it really 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 big who caused it to go big i mean it's kind of everybody it's it's all the actors it's the writers it's the directors it's the public there's certain things that you just don't know why it happens and then you just don't know why it doesn't happen many of those actors from friends hit series tried new series afters that just didn't go well but my point in all of this is it's a series of things Life is a series of things, and I want you to keep wanting things, and I never, ever want you to get stuck thinking, this is it. When I get this one thing, this is it, and forevermore, I'm not going to want anything because my life is perfect. Okay, Friends was perfect on the air for 10 years. Then it's done. Then it's over. It couldn't have gone on much longer. All the storylines had been played out, and that's how it is for you in your life. You can't stay at a job forever. Sometimes you can't be in a relationship forever. Kids grow up and move on. Cars get old. Houses get old. All of the things that I've said so far. So the very, very, very first point that I want to make is life is a series of wanting and receiving and wanting something more. Wanting and receiving and wanting something more. And sometimes people will say, like, when is it ever enough for you? Or you might think, when am I ever going to be satisfied? And what I want to say to you, and what I want you to say to yourself, and what I want you to understand in the depths of your soul, is it should never be enough. It should never be enough. You should always want something else. There should always, always be something else you want to learn or experience, Because that's what life is. It's the series of wanting and receiving and wanting some more. Going back to the acting thing, an actor can't say, I did one movie and that was it. I did one sitcom and that was it. It's the series of more and more and more and more and wanting more. And some things work out great. Some things don't. And you just keep moving on. So. With that as the background, let's launch into the three things you absolutely need to know and to do in order to have 2024, or whatever year you're doing this for, be the year of your dreams. And I also want you to know that you can start anytime. I do not start January 1st. That is an arbitrary date for me. When I come back from New Year's, that's when I start. Sometimes it's January 19th. Sometimes it's February 1st. I want to wrap up all of my holidays and then I want to start the year first. Pick whatever date works for you. If you're listening to this a little bit later and you're already off track with your resolutions don't be like yeah well i'll start again at the end of the year so i'll just dink around for 11 or 12 more months no start whenever you want to start and also the way i do this is not year to year to year to year i'm actually a big proponent of the 12-week year great book Instead of having a uh, thinking like on a yearly basis, he has you think on 12-week in 12-week chunks. And that works best for me too, because how the heck am I supposed to know truly beyond 12 weeks what it is that I want? Nobody has that kind of dedication. Nobody can stay focused on something. Truly, they can't. With the intensity that it takes to manifest something for a year, Like nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. That is way too intense. 12 weeks is about it. Then you give yourself a break. 12 weeks, you focus, you give yourself a break. So the three steps to manifesting, to creating life on the other side of infidelity and betrayal, life the way you want it to be, are first focus on what you want. And we're going to break this down because it's There's so much more to it than focusing on what you want. Second, feel it inside. And third, push out that feeling to the outside. And again, there's way more to this than meets the eye. And we're going to go through a lot of that. But this inside and outside, one of my favorite Bible verses is, as within, so without, as above, so below. And that's that unification of your inner world, With your outer reality. And like I said, we're going to break it down, but the first thing is on focusing on what you want. The second thing is feeling what you want. And the third step is pushing out the frequency of what you want. And those, quite literally, are the three steps to manifesting the life of your dreams, the experience of your dreams, the relationships of your dreams. Like these are the three keys forever, over and over and over and over again. The problem is there are blocks that get in the way of doing these three three things. These three things are not easy. There's mindset challenges. There's focus challenges. There's getting disorganized challenges. There's feeling victimized by life and having floods of emotions and not being able to stop crying or get out of bed. There's mourning that gets in the way. There's grief that gets in the way. There's heartbreak that gets in the way. Like there's all these things that get in the way. It's easy to get distracted too. Like I said, if you're thinking about this on an annual basis, nobody can stay focused for a year. Set yourself up for success, not for failure. Shorten the term. There's self-worth issues there's lack of clarity issues. There's having to take care of other people in other situations. There's health trauma issues. There's emotional trauma issues. There's like all these things that get in the way. And how I like to think about it is I really like to focus on step one, step two, and step three. Step one, focus on what you want. Step two, feel it. And then step three, push it out. And I'd like you to write down those three things, because then when something gets in the way, you can also write that down. This is getting in the way of. My lack of clarity is getting in the way of me focusing on what I want, because then it becomes more of a problem and a solution. It's not just I'm a failure, I'm a bad person, I don't know what I want, this stuff doesn't work. You know what to do, and you know what's getting in the way. You know the roadblock. One of my favorite analogies that I use um, when coaching is the visualization of a track, like a running track. And if you know there are nine hurdles on the track, and if your eyes are open and you know there's nine hurdles on the track, you can prepare for that hurdle, you can run around the hurdle, you can leap over the hurdle, because your eyes are open and you know where those hurdles are. And sure, you might trip and stumble on a hurdle, but at least you are prepared. Whereas, if you're running around this track and you're blindfolded, you don't know where the hurdles are. So, you're going to run full speed and crash into that hurdle. And it's going to hurt and you're going to get injured because you're running full speed into the hurdle. Or you're going to be like, I don't know where these hurdles are. So, I'm going to move really slow. I'm going to have my arms out in front of me and I'm going to be feeling and every single step, it's going to be like tap, tap, tentative step, tap, tap, tentative step. And then it's going to take me freaking forever to get around this track because I'm going so slowly. And then I'm going to get discouraged and bored because I've been on this same track forever and I am not coming to the end. So that's why it's really important to know what. Is blocking your success. When you know what is blocking your success, you know it's a hurdle. You know how to prepare, how to jump over it, how to get around it, versus smacking full speed into it and getting hurt, or being so afraid of getting hurt that you move really, really, really slowly and then you never get what you want. And then, same thing, nobody can sustain that level of focus for that long. So, Step one, step two, step three, write them down. Then write down what's blocking you. And when you don't know what's blocking you, that's okay too, just write down, I don't know what is preventing me from feeling this on the inside. I don't know what is preventing me from pushing this feeling from the inside out into my environment. Because when you write it down, your brain sees that as a question to be solved. It opens a loop in your brain and your brain will start scanning the environment for answers. So when you say, I don't know why I can't get motivated. I don't know why I can't feel this. Your brain will start searching for answers. Everything truly is so simple. It's scientifically simple. It's cause and effect. It's problem and solution. It's just that we layer so much on. Or we don't give ourselves the opportunity to feel and to grieve and to get through these blocks, to process through these blocks. Because here's the other thing. A block isn't bad. A block is not bad. A block is never bad. When you're like, I'm blocked from doing this. Fine. It's okay to be blocked from doing something. It's not bad. That's life. Just like I said at the beginning, wanting more is not the problem. Constantly wanting more is not the problem. Constantly being blocked is not a problem either. Truly, being blocked is not a problem. And when you switch your mindset from thinking that being blocked is a problem To it's something that's normal and it's actually really good when you know what's blocking you because then you can solve it. It changes everything and your level of anxiety goes down because you're like, oh, hey, it's just a hurdle. You know, there are supposed to be hurdles. There are hurdles. There are things that block you. Now, on that note, one of the things that is probably blocking you right now is the fact that you are facing infidelity and betrayal and that there's a whole lot of emotions around that. There's grief, there's heartbreak, there's pain, there's sadness, there's this, there's that. Give yourself the space to feel it. Don't try to push yourself through. This is truly one of the most significant life stressors that you can go through. And stress Can rewire your brain negatively and it can impact your health negatively and it can impact your relationships negatively. So give yourself the grace and the space to be like, I am wounded right now. You might not be able to see the wounds. It's not like I have blood gushing out of me or bones popped through my skin. It's not like I'm sitting here in a cast with wounds all over my physical body. The wounds are on my heart. The wounds are on my psyche. The wounds are on my emotional body. And yes, emotionally, you might be bleeding out right now. You were wounded. If you were physically wounded, you wouldn't be pushing yourself to do things. You would take it easy. You would rest. You would recuperate. And I really, really want you to take the time and the space and to get the help that you need to get well emotionally, to heal that heartbreak. And you know what? Maybe that is the only thing that you're going to manifest this year. Maybe that is your whole focus. Heal what's blocking me. Get through this experience. And if that's what it is for you, that's enough. And if you're ready for more, that's fine too. But that's that first step. Know what it is that you want. Know what you want. What you might want to do this year is clear the blocks. What you might want to do this year is have the divorce behind you. What you might want to do is consciously uncouple what you might want to do is see how far you can go in the repair journey. Now, notice what I just said there. See how far you can go in the repair journey. Many of the people that I work with want to repair their relationships. And I think that's great. I am six years out from my husband's infidelity. A lot of things have been repaired. Is it perfect? No. Have we repaired what we can repair? Yes. Are we spiraling into some core issues now? Yes. Can we resolve those core issues based on his childhood trauma? I don't know. I don't know. I can't say 100% yes or no. What I can say is for the last six years, we have worked really hard. For the last six years, we have spiraled down and we have cleared out a lot of the muck. We are to the depths of the sewer right now. Can we get through this? I don't know. I can't control him. I can only control me. Are there things I'm willing to do? Yes. Are there the things that I'm not willing to do? Of course how far can I go? I'm not really sure. I just have to go until I can't go anymore. And I think that's really healthy. I think it's really healthy to let yourself know you can only go as far as you can go. You can only go as far as the other person is willing to go. You might be willing to go all the way and your partner gets to a certain place and they're like, nope, defenses are kicking in, not going to do this, can't do this. Or you get to the place where you're like, yeah, this is not the kind of person I want to be with. We've cleared out so much. We've made incredible progress. But the answer is no. I don't want to be with this kind of person. But you know what? We've cleared out a lot of stuff. And I know a lot more about me and what I want and about my partner and what they want. So sticking with step one, know what you want. Focus. On what you want. I want to go as far as I can go on this journey. I want to clear out the blocks. And when I'm saying focus on what you want, pick one thing. Like I said, I'm a proponent of the 12 week year. This is one thing for 12 weeks. Start when you're ready, and for the next 12 weeks, focus on that one thing. That one thing might be clearing out blocks, it might be getting yourself back to clean eating after the holidays. It might be losing 10 pounds. It might be finishing a book. It might be cleaning up your resume and having a list of places you want to apply. It might be contacting a few lawyers and finding out some options around divorce or separation. Focus on what you want. And let's talk about a couple of those blocks. Lack of clarity being the biggest block to focusing on what you want. You might be saying, I don't know, Laura. I don't know. You're telling me to focus on one thing for 12 weeks. I want 50 things. Great. The weeks keep coming. The weeks keep coming, but focus on one. You can only run on one track at a time. Pick a lane. You're not staying in that lane forever. You're staying in it for 12 weeks or 10, or 18, based on what you've got going on. But pick a lane. Pick a lane. What do you want now? Lack of clarity. I don't know. Okay, here's a tool for that. What I have my clients do when they don't know what they want is I have them start writing down what they do know. What do you know? I don't know if I want to work it out. I don't know if my husband's capable of working it out. I don't know if I want to move. I don't... Okay, great. That's fine. You don't need to know all that. Let's focus on what you want. I want to be safe in a relationship. I want to have trust in a relationship. I want to really enjoy my environment. I want to be able to pay my bills comfortably without stressing about money. I want... Whatever it is, focus on what you do want. So often, we focus on the lack of the things that we don't know. Focus on what you want. Focus on what you know. You don't have to know the picture, the whole big picture. Just focus on one little thing. This is what I know. I know I want to be safe. I know I want to feel good. Great. How does feeling good feel for you? Focus on that. The second step is feeling how you want to feel inside. And here's where I differ from some from some people. I don't think we truly are capable of feeling it sometimes. I mean, I can think about owning a private island and having a jet and doing all this stuff, but I don't know how that feels because I've never been there. So I can't fake really how it feels. How does it feel to be in a solid, safe relationship where you totally trust your partner? Let me tell you, I don't know because I wasn't in it. I've been in this last relationship for 30 years. And although we are working things out and we're working things through, I have never been in a relationship where there's like high levels of trust and safety and security. There's always been triggers because my husband is a severely traumatized individual and he's got so much damage from his horrific childhood. And then he has brought that damage into the marriage and then I had no idea what trauma does to the brain. So then it traumatized me because I took his reactions personally and then we built up and we created this whole like semi-dysfunctional relationship. Now we understand a lot of the dynamics and what we're going on. But do I know what it's like to be in a long-term, trusting, healthy relationship? No, because I wasn't in it. And I can try to imagine it and I can try to feel it based on the healthy moments. Based on relationships with friends that are healthy. Based on couples around me that I've seen, that I've known, that do things healthy. But it's really hard for me to feel at the level that I want my relationships to be. And that's okay. Just like with money, it's really, really hard for me to imagine this extreme level of wealth. Because that's not something I've ever experienced And I can be like, wouldn't it be great to just go to the airport and hop in your private jet? Well, sure. But can I really imagine it? No, because I've never been there. And I really don't know what that's like. And I don't know the downside of it or the upside. I really don't know. I've never been there. And I don't believe faking it until you make it is ever going to work. So just like in step one, when I said focus on what you want, and if the block is, I don't know what I want, start writing down what you do know. Start writing down the things you know, just so then then the second step, feeling it, even if you can't feel what it's like to be in a 30-year healthy relationship, focus on what you do know. Okay, I've had a week of real solid security safety. I've had times with girlfriends where I'm out and my nervous system is just so relaxed because there's no threat. And if I do something quote unquote wrong, nobody's going to yell at me. Feel what it feels like based on what you know. Yeah, I felt like that on vacation. Yes, I felt like that when I was out with my sister. Yes, I felt like that the week of our honeymoon. Whatever it is, focus on what you know. Don't go too high too fast. That's a huge, huge, huge mistake is to go too high too fast. When you jump too high too fast, it really pinches off all of the things that are available to you in the moment. I'm going to say that again. When you go too high too fast, it pinches off all of the things that are available to you in the moment. And here's the thing. Life is linear. There are not huge jumps. There are small jumps, but there's not huge jumps. Okay, as you're traversing this journey, I want you to think about climbing a mountain. We're just going to use this little mountain climbing analogy. When you're climbing a huge mountain, the Himalayas, The I climbed Rainbow Peak, Rainbow Mountain in Peru. That was 17,000 feet. That was so cool. But when you're climbing a big mountain, whether you've actually done it or not, you know the analogy. You climb up, there's a base camp. You stop at the base camp. You get fuel. You let your body acclimatize so you can breathe at the higher elevations. If you've been injured, it gives your body a chance to rest. Then you get a guide. You get a Sherpa. You don't just trek up the mountain from bottom to top on your own. No, 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 no. You get a guide. You find people who have done it before. And who know what you need to do and can look for the signs and symptoms of things like, oh, altitude sickness. Then after you're at that first base camp, you go up again. And sometimes you use a different guide for the first leg of the journey as for the second leg of the journey and for the third, fourth, and fifth leg of the journey. You go slow. The higher you go, the more slowly you go. And then you get to that base camp number two and you stop. And you chill out. and you acclimatize, and you let your body heal, and you get focused on which route. You look at the conditions. Oh, wow, snow is coming in. Now, instead of taking route A, we're going to have to take route B. Or there was a rock slide on route route B. Now we're going to have to be over here on route C. And again, you use your Sherpa. You use your guide. You let people go forward, go forth, And test the waters for you because they've done it before and they know what to look out for. Oh, now we're going to need this new equipment. Now you're going to need some different spikes or some ropes or some different food. Or, oh, look, the water bag broke and now we need this. Oh, look, you're not acclimatizing as quickly as some people do. We're going to spend an extra day here. And then you get your guide and you go to base camp number three. And then you do the same thing in base camp number four. And that's how you get to the top of the mountain you get help, you stay focused, you take the time to acclimatize. And I love that analogy because it's so much what we need to do in manifesting or healing. We can't go from totally broken to completely healed and brilliant and glowing. We have to take stops along the way. And that's the power of focusing on what you do know knowing what the block is and giving yourself the chance to feel it inside. And it's only when you are strong enough to then start feeling what you feel inside and pushing that out to the world that you're ready to go take the next step. And again, that's why I love these 12 week chunks because looking at the whole mountain is too overwhelming. It's, it's the whole, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Don't look at the whole mountain. Don't look at the whole elephant. Look in 12 weeks chunks. So once you feel it inside, whatever is accessible to you, and it might just be, I remember what it was like not to cry every day. I remember what it was like to not cry every day. And that's what I'm focusing on is not crying every day. And I can remember how that feels. I remember how it feels to wake up and to not have the first thought in my mind be, oh God, this is real. I am living this freaking nightmare. I remember what that's like. Focus on that. Feel what that feels like inside. And then once you are strong enough to feel what that is like inside, focus on pushing it out. Step number three, walk to the grocery store, walk out to the grocery store, walk in your neighborhood, go to the mall, go to the gym. And just exude being normal. Exude being positive. Exude stability because you're not crying. Push out that energy so other people feel what you're feeling. That's the key. You want to push the energy out of your body so strongly that other people feel what you feel. And that is the key. And that's when you know you can take the next step. You can only take the next step when you can push that energy out of your body to the point that other people feel it. So if somebody else smiles back at you at the grocery store, you're like, yes, I got it. If somebody looks at you and nods and their eyes are as bright as your eyes and you make eye contact with them and you're just exuding, I feel good, and they exude right back to you, I feel good, you're like, yep, I'm ready for the next step. That means you've been at base camp long enough and you're ready to take the next step. So that's your next 12-week chunk. And it could take 10 weeks. It could take 15 weeks. But I do like to focus in 12-week chunks just because it's a short enough period of time that we can maintain focus. So focus number one is I don't want to cry every single day. You know that. You know what's getting in the way. Heartbreak, grief, time lack of time to grieve. Feel it. Remember what it feels like. Step two, remember what it feels like. Remember what it's like to just get up and to run errands and to be normal and to feel good. Number three, push that feeling good out. Have other people notice that you feel good. Connect with them on that vibration, on that frequency level. And then start figuring out, okay, what's the next thing that you want? Step one is not crying every day. Step two, might be feeling excited about the future. Step two might be working through the divorce. Step two might be finding a great marriage counselor. Step two might be hiring a coach. And then just repeat that process. Focus on what you know, feel it inside, push it out. When other people start resonating and vibrating with you on that level, you know it's time to move to the next base camp. And just repeat cycle until you have conquered that mountain. Now, we've talked about the things that get in the way, the blocks. And like I've said, write down step one, step two, step three, and write down what's blocking you. Because when you write down what's blocking you, you will know, hey, I'm trying to ascend too quickly. I'm skipping steps and you can't skip steps. Or it'll help you clarify, oh, wow. I've got my own childhood issues. I've got my own mother issues. I've got my own father issues. Whoa, I need to figure this out. When you write it down, it brings clarity. And the other thing that I want to say around that is on accountability and investment. This is work. It is precise. You do need to do be precise. I mean, quite frankly, you just need to be precise. You can't wing it. If you're climbing a mountain, you need to take a path. You can't just start randomly somewhere and go up the mountain. There will be cliffs. There will be boulder fields. There will be all of these different things that will get in the way. You need help. We all need help. And that's where things like counseling and coaching come in. That's where things like support groups come in. That's where things like books come in. Podcasts come in. YouTube series come in. DIY, do it yourself courses come in. Those help. But the other thing that I really love in the 12 week year, 12 week year is a book and it's a whole system for like business growth. And the two big things about it is it breaks it down. Instead of having a year focus, you only have 12 week focus. We've already talked about that. But the second thing that I really love about that concept is they say the problem is not a lack of knowledge. The problem is execution. And the example they give that I absolutely love is diet and weight loss. If you look at the numbers, there is an obesity epidemic. So many people are overweight and out of shape. And the problem is not that we don't know what to do. People know about healthy eating. People know about healthy, sustainable ways to work out. The problem is not a lack of knowledge. The problem is a lack of execution. And when I coach people, whether it's just a one-on-one, one-off session, or whether we work for a long period of time together, that's what I always like to start. Is it strategy or support that you need? Do you need the education or do you need the accountability? And sometimes just asking that question can be deeply profound because then you have to think, huh? actually, I do need some strategy here. I don't know the best way to go through a divorce. Or I need some strategy. I need tools. I'm having a hard time getting through this grief and moving on and I'm stuck. And the obsessive thoughts won't leave me alone. I need strategies around that. I need strategy. Great, let's do the strategy. And then sometimes people are like, no, I actually need support. I know how to do all of these different things. It's just not working for me and I need support. Getting me consistent so I can do it. So, when you figure out if you need strategy or support, if you need tools or accountability, then you can get what you want. This is those, again, those steps focusing on what you want. What do you need, strategy or support? And here's something that I'm just going to say that is really true around that too. When you hire a coach, when you purchase a class, When you buy a book, you have put money out. It's an investment. And it's human nature to want to make the most of our investment. We want to make the most of our investment. So we lean in in ways that we don't when something is free. Think about it. If you have access to a six-month online class, Will you have the dedication yourself to show up once a week to listen to the class, to do the homework and to do the steps along the way for six whole months all on your own? Most people won't. That's hard. But if you know once a week there's a group of people waiting for me, or if you know I've already paid my coach and I've set an appointment, and I have to show up. Even if I don't feel like showing up, I have to show up. You're much more likely to show up and to get something out of it because you've committed to it, you've paid for it, the accountability is there, there's other people there. That's why I teach group fitness classes. When I know my class is waiting for me in the morning, I get out of bed and I show up and I work out. Versus if I'm doing it on my own, it's so easy to be like, you know what? snowing. I'm just going to sleep in and I'll go to the gym a little bit later today. And oh, look, I'm enjoying my coffee. And oh, look, I got a phone call. And oh, look, I've already taken a shower and I don't want to get messy again. Other people help you stay accountable. If you've prepaid for a course, you're going to show up. If you prepaid for your gym membership, you're going to show up. Versus, hey, the gym is free and nobody is there. I'm just not going to go. And I want you to think about that in terms of manifesting and creating and healing. If you don't pay somebody and if you don't have somebody, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing and things are going to get in the way. You got a phone call. You want to spend time with your kids. You're tired. The weather is bad. I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. Think about all the excuses. What are your top excuses? What are your top excuses for doing the things that you know you need to do? Why did you not sit down and journal and meditate and process? Why did you not have a difficult conversation and create what you need? What is getting in the way? That's identifying it. Is it strategy? I don't know how to do it. Or is it accountability? And that's that last piece that I wanted to wrap up with today is understanding us as humans. Understanding, first of all, that we have a limited attention span, we have a very short attention span. You need help, you need accountability, you need strategy. Again, going back to that mountain analogy. If you start climbing the mountain and you realize you're on the wrong side of the mountain, you have to come back down and then walk around the base. And then you climb up and then you realize, oh, this is where the boulder field is. And then you have to climb back down and you walk around a little bit more. You climb up and you're like, ah, it's the wrong time of year. Now it's snowing and I can't figure it out. And you climb back down and then you climb around and then you get altitude sickness. And pretty soon you're going to be like, I've tried. I've tried healing five times. I've tried in this relationship 110 times. I've tried. I've tried. To get a job, I've sent out 200 applications. And then you're going to feel like, oh, it's just not for me. When really what you were lacking was strategy and support. Find somebody who's done what you want to do. They can guide you through the minefields. They can say, no, don't start this time of year. There's going to be a snowstorm. No, you can only go this far and then you have to acclimatize. Well, you need these tools. We've got to figure out these tools. You need a rope, you need spikes. You need a different water thing this one will freeze and crack and then you'll be up on the mountain with no water you need someone to help you with that strategy someone who has been there and you need to invest in it i'm sorry but the free tools are great this podcast is free it's great but it's going to take a long time sometimes If you're just searching out little free tools along the way and then relying on yourself to be accountable enough to listen, you're going to listen when you're in pain. When do you reach out and listen to this podcast? When you're in crisis, when you're in pain. If you had something consistent along the way that you had to do, you would do it because you have to do it, because you paid for it, because you committed, because other people are there for you. I don't care if it's a fitness class. Or a counseling appointment. Why do you show up at work every day? Because you have to. Sometimes you're going to show up because you want to, yes, but basically you show up because you have to. If you have to punch in, so to speak, at nine, you will be there at nine because you have to. Understanding how the human mind works is just invaluable. Get the support that you need, have somebody help you with your mindset, with your accountability. Strategy and support, strategy and support. So to recap, there's only three things. Focus on what you want. Don't go too high too fast And when you focus on what you want. Identify the blocks. What's getting in your way of knowing what you want? Write those blocks down and then syst- systematically knock those things out. What's getting in my way of knowing what I want right now? Overwhelm. That's a big one. Okay, what do I need to do to combat this overwhelm? I think I need to do less. I think instead of looking at the whole mountain, which creates overwhelm, I need to just back it off and look at that first base camp. doesn't matter if this first base camp is the exact perfect one I will adjust later for base camp number one, focus on that. That helps with my overwhelm. There's more to come later, but for right now, what I need is. Okay. Is there anything else that is getting in the way of that focus? Yeah. My mindset. I just feel so distracted. I feel like it's hard to just focus on this one thing. Okay. What are some tools that I can use to help me focus? What are some things that I can do? Let's see. I can start making lists, I can start making plans. Yep, that's good. I can start, I can start preparing. Okay, no, that's making me too distracted. Back off of that. That's not going to work. Breathing. Let's try some breathing. Oh, yeah. These breathing exercises are really helping me stay calm. Good strategy. Good tool. Okay, perfect. Anything else that's getting in the way of me knowing what I want to get to this first base camp? No. Now I, I've got, I've got it figured out. I know it's the first base camp. When I start getting anxious about what's beyond that second, that first base camp, I can start using this breathing. This breathing technique helps. Okay. And I've got my Sherpa. I've got my guide. I can rely on them. I can call them and say, okay, but what about number two? What about number two? And they can reassure me we're not there yet. Perfect. Okay. Got it. Step two, feeling it. Feeling what it feels like to be at base camp one. Yeah. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to not cry. I know what it feels like to be excited about the future. I know what it feels like to be safe. Do I know what it feels like to be healthy? Hmm. Let's see. The healthiest I've ever been is when? Yeah, I can focus on that. I know I can be healthier, but the healthiest I have ever been is. I'm going to focus on that. Okay, I've got that. Now I need to push that out. How does it feel to exude healthiness? How does it feel to exude not necessarily happiness, but just a sense of peace? How does it feel to exude confidence, being confident enough? Yeah, I can do that. I can walk in this world pushing out health. Pushing out capacity from my solar plexus, from my eyes, from my throat. I can adjust my body so it takes up more space. And I can push out that feeling of just being okay. Maybe not being rock solid, but just being healthy enough. Yeah, and as I'm pushing this out, I attract people who are healthy enough. I attract people who are pretty peaceful, pretty okay, and then they bolster me. And then from this vantage point, I can see higher. Wow, now I am starting to see Basecamp too. before I couldn't see it, before it was obscured in the clouds. Wow, okay, now what's blocking me? Well, I'm feeling some panic. I'm feeling some concern because it's on the other side of the clouds and I've I've never been up there before. I've always been able to look back down and now you're telling me I'm going to get to base camp too. And then sometimes there'll be clouds and I won't be able to see all the way back down and that makes me feel anxious. So my anxiety over the unknown is getting in the way. Okay, let's get some strategies and support for your anxiety. Okay, the breathing, that tool worked at first, but now there's got to be something else because it's not working. Okay, maybe some yoga. Yeah, yoga is working. Okay, it's working, but it's not, it's taking the edge off, but it's not really getting me there. Okay, let's try a little bit of therapy. Okay, that that works. The yoga combines with the therapy. That's working. Perfect. I've got it. Now I can feel this. I can feel the excitement of getting to base camp too. I'm sitting here, I'm acclimatizing. Is there anything else getting in the way? Ah, uh, some of my self-worth issues. They're getting in the way. Okay. Let's read some books on that strategy. Okay, I've got it, but now I can't really apply them. Okay, let's just do one or two sessions with a coach. Let's just do a couple of things. Yep, that works. Okay, now I have the accountability. Now I'm applying it. Now I'm getting some real deep aha moments. Now I'm really feeling it and now I can exude it. I can push it out as within, so without. Now I can push that out. Yeah. Now I'm feeling more confident. Now I'm really starting to get jazzed. I'm really energized. I made it to base camp one. That success is bolstering me. I see two. Sometimes I see it because the clouds are gone. Sometimes I don't see it because there's clouds there. Sometimes I see it. I I can imagine being up there. I can imagine looking down. And looking down on the clouds, even though I've never done that, now that I've looked up on the clouds, now I can look down. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm really feeling ready. I've got this incredible new guide. We've talked for a while. I understand it. I can push out this confidence, this excitement. I'm starting to talk more confidently. I'm starting to connect with people who have been there too. And now we're all like, yes, this is awesome. I'm really pushing out that vibe. Now I'm ready to ascend to base camp number two. And then, same thing repeat, process, repeat, process, repeat, process. 12 week chunks. Don't rush yourself. Focus on one thing. When you get to Base Camp three, you might decide to shift. Perfect. Go slow. Get help. Focus on what you want. Feel it inside. Push that feeling outside. Get the help you need to overcome the blocks. Identify those blocks. Invest in yourself to clear the blocks. Invest in yourself. However that looks for you, whether that's just getting accountability, whether it's getting strategy, support, invest in what you need to clear the block because otherwise the block is going to be there and there's not a way around it. It's like the running on that track blindfolded. You know there's hurdles, but as long as you're blindfolded, you can't see them. Mark this episode. Subscribe. (laughs) Bookmark it. Save it. Come back to it. Because in 12 weeks, I want you to check back in with where you're at, with what you've cleared, with where you've gotten off track. Because when you can look back and analyze, this is where I went off track. I had these blocks and I didn't clear them. I didn't stay as consistent as I promised myself I would have. I could never actually feel it because I was aiming too high. I could never push it out. I don't know what you mean by that help. Look back and analyze where you went off track. And then let's start up that mountain again. Let me know how this episode sits for you. Let me know what your goals are. If you want to work together, I would love that. Whether it's just a one-off session or whether it's checking in every 12 weeks Or whether you're like, no, I'm ready to go big or go home. Everything is going to change for me. I need you in my life, Laura. And you do my big six-month package where we work together pretty much nonstop, where I am that voice in your ear constantly helping you readjust, tweak, giving you the strategy and the support you need. Whether it's just a one-off or whether it's me consistently for six months, it doesn't matter. You decide what you need. Reach out and let's go for it. And let's truly create an experience in this life that you love. Let's identify those blocks and let's move through those blocks. and let's get to the summit of this mountain together, because let me tell you, life on the other side of infidelity and betrayal truly is powerful. Free and amazing. Have a really good start to 2024 and always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough.